Welcome to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com. The podcast to get a little bit healthier, to have a little more fun for a little while longer. Now get ready to learn something with host Gerald Mays and Chef Roberta Hagueda. What's up, everybody? We are back with the People Like Us podcast, and I'm your host, Gerald Mays, and this is... Chef, Chef Roberto Higuera. Oh, he's back. Hey. <laughs> he is back. I What's am. up, Chef? Not much, man. How are What's you? What's going on, man? I don't know. I feel great, man. I yeah. feel like a uh, little weight lifted on my shoulders, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so... You had a big week last week. Whoa. Hello? Somebody is honking their horn outside. <laughs> That's yeah. good audio to let people know that we are just real people. Yep. You know, trying to do a podcast for the people that we care about and also a show that it could be quiet all day. And as soon as you start to do something, <laughs> somebody will just make noise. Dude, it's just how it works. It's, it, I haven't heard a single peep out of anything. Until right day. now, right? And then as soon as we start, hey, let's hit up our podcast. Hey, let's honk the horn. I know someone's doing something. Let's do it. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. But you had a great weekend. I did. I did. Um, Tell us about it. Well, I uh, I went to go visit some friends of mine. Uh, they ended. Up, they they moved from out here from Vegas to uh, Fairfield, California, for a <laughs> for a uh, wonderful opportunity. Kidding, right? For real. Uh, close the window. All right. There we go. Yeah, they moved out there for a wonderful opportunity um, to uh, take over a restaurant. A uh, big shout out to uh, Chef Jonathan Rodriguez and uh, Chef Elazar. Shout out to you guys, my homies, my brothers. Um, also, too, like I want a big, big thank you to uh, the, the Kyle and Jason, the, the the owners of the of the restaurant Minka's Grill. Minka's they, Grill, yeah, that's where we're where he's taking care of. And I mean, uh, uh, dude, they t- they took care of us. Hospitality oh, yeah. was like, oh, the, oh, the, the minute we got the, there, it was like. Here's some wine. Here's some food. Do you guys want to go do this? Do you guys want some? It was just like completely nonstop. Like, let us, you know, let us take care of you, mm-hmm. you know. But to put the link in the description for people who <laughs> are listening to this and yeah. want to know about Minka's Grill, that'd be kind of awesome. I mean, I may have to take the wife up there. And, you and, should. Uh, you should let me know if you do. Um, yeah. I, uh, you let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll let my friend know. I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll take care of you just as much as they took care of us. Um, the people, I mean, just in general, too, like the people out there in that area. Oh, my God. Friendly so, people. Awesome people. So, wife, if you're listening to this podcast, because I know you do in secret, um, we're going <laughs> to go up there in October. Hey, it's pretty cold up there, though. Oh, well, But it's, it's still nice, though. The scenery and everything, it's, it's gorgeous. We're, um, we're, oh. we're, we will work on the uh, the date, wife, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, like I said, uh, we spend, what, four or five days out there? Um like I said, the minute we got like there. Saturday to Wednesday, right? Yeah, Saturday to Wednesday. Yeah, the, we drove up there. Um, really good friends of mine as well that are really close friends with my friends. Uh, they wanted to see our friends up there. And they were like, hey, you know, you want to tag along? We're driving up there. I was like, perfect. Perfect opportunity. I did that. And um, oh, I don't think I've ever drank so much wine in my life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between being drunk, drunk and wine drunk. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I kind of enjoyed it. I felt like a little extra. You know what I mean? Like it was, everyone was like, uh, you're, you're a little fun when you're like wine drunk, dude. I was like, I'm having a blast, yeah. you know, like. Wine drunk makes you feel a little more. Silly. Prima silly. Donna. Prima donna. Exactly. <laughs> a little like bougie in that. Yeah. yeah. They feel very, also, feel very you know, high class. I think, uh, 
one of the things from your trip though is that you know it had to be stress relieving oh my goodness there's a lot, i don't think people understand just the amount of stress that we go through on a consistent basis and the accumulation of stress yeah that you have to take some time to decompress or de-stress yourself if taking a trip like what you did where you know in in a sense you're not worrying about the world you're not worrying about your life it's exactly you're just, that you're just fully submerged in the moment and i'll tell you a quick story of how mm -hmm. to not vacation mm. so uh a few years ago i want to say three or four years ago my wife and i celebrated our 10-year anniversary mm. so full disclosure my wife and i've been together like 17 years or something like that Jesus. but we've only been married for 14 of those years mm. um so we go to hawaii Right. Mm -hmm. And I am a full fledged workaholic, mm. you know, so I'm starting every day and ending every day with working and on vacation. Yeah. So you, I never, never got a chance. And don't get me wrong. I had fun. I enjoyed some of the things that we did, but I, I didn't fully submerge myself into my vacation. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like one foot in, one foot out. It was like, yeah, I'll go to the beach, but I have to do this first. Yeah, we can go see the Polynesian Culture Center, but I have to, I have do, to do this. this. And, I'm, and I have a full backpack, and I'm lugging my laptop around. And, you know, if I get a, 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 like 15, 20 minutes worth of time, then I'm pulling my laptop out, checking emails, sending, you know what I mean? And oh, it was just man. like. So when I when I when we left back, left home, we my wife and I argued on the way home because we did there was no relief of mm. the tension, you know what I mean? No relief of the tension. So I'm super happy and excited that you were able to get away yeah. and fully submerge yourself away from the stresses of life. And those stresses of life are a killer, which is a great segue into our main topic exactly. for this podcast, which is stress. El stress. El stress, which is a, <laughs> a, a, a funny story that you should definitely tell. Oh, I, you I should mean, tell this story and your story about what stress is and and things like that, because <laughs> I can relate. You know, I hope my wife's not listening to this, but I can relate. Yeah. Um, what, what story? Which story do you want me to tell? Start, tell them both. Tell them both. Well, uh, my time out there, um, I was telling Joel, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get some filming done, some some content for, for our website and stuff, trying to see how I get some some shooting done with my homies, see we cook something. But um, it's kind of going back to that point where we were talking about enjoying your vacation. You know, I kind of went with the intention of like, I'm going to get some work done because that's what the whole point was, like kind of getting content was like to kind of do a little work too, but enjoy, but they didn't really work that way because I, w I actually submerged myself this time into everything, you know, like if we were going to go have breakfast, like I'd make sure that we went, you know, I wasn't too, I, I really wanted to get some filming done, but like I, I didn't, wasn't too adamant about it. I was like, you know what, let's do this first. I'm going to enjoy the time with my friends. And if we have time, we'll do this. Um, but uh, that being said, like, like um, I had Joel said, uh, immerse yourself in that vacation. So you, so you really enjoy it. And I had a blast. And in one of those moments, um, I really, I, I took a little run because the scenery out there is, is gorgeous. And literally my friend, like he lives in his house and like, right, like literally your next door neighbor's house, like it's a field of, 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 of it's a vineyard. 
Mm. It's just a vineyard, these big hills, like up in the background, there's like this little walkway that you can take and walk around the vineyard. So it's about like a mile down to the other property and then a mile back, I believe. So I went ahead and I went out early in the morning uh, when I wasn't hungover and it was probably like two days into the, <laughs> the vacation. Um, I was like, yeah, you don't want to go out for a run. It's a beautiful morning. Um, it's going to help me distress a little bit. So I went out. I started running. Uh, the fog, the little breeze that was blowing, it felt so good. And when I got close to the end of my trail, I had seen that there was like a little flock of, of turkeys. And I'm like, oh, you know, that, that's cool. I had never seen, you know, little wild turkeys out or whatever. <laughs> So I enjoyed that. And then as I was running back, uh, I'm getting close to my friend's house and I started hearing like a little rustling in the bush. And I was just like, oh, like, I wonder what that is. And I started kind of like kind of creeping closer, jogging around. And the next, you know, this freaking turkey just shoots up like blah, 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 and scared the hell out of me. I like booked it. Like I ran like it, like, I don't know, like I heard gunshots or something, you know, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, but that was that was hilarious. Um, that was one of my. uh um, funny know, moments yeah, at, that, at the vacation, and that that's stress too, right? Yeah, that was that's actually a form of stress because I thought like I was under attack or yeah. something. I so mean, it put I, me in that kind of flight or fight mode. There you go, and, and I that, was like, boom, and that is stress. It. So exactly. that actually produces the cortisol, which allows you to run. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I ran. I, I probably ran like a four four. I'm not gonna lie, dude. If, if it, <laughs> you're I was running, so scared, you're running NFL combine <laughs> for time. real. Shoot, exactly. I was gone. That's how it works, though. I mean, that's that is exactly the fight or flight mm -hmm. mechanism that we have and you know that that response happens a lot and we're not running from turkeys you right know what i mean so you have a, you're at work and you have a deadline that same response happens to you and you don't get to expend that energy running away from turkeys because you're a freddy cat mm. it, hold on hold on hold. <laughs> it was it caught me off guard all right, there's a That's difference. That's what they all say. It did. <laughs> it caught me off guard. No, you know, I'm I was. I'm, I'm telling you, I was Talk so submerged in the you're moment. You're afraid of turkeys. What's up? You're afraid of turkeys. I'm not afraid of turkeys. Be honest. All right, man. I hear like they're, they're for, okay. To be fair, as I was running, I thought there were geese at first. So I'm like, I've heard oh, about these motherfuckers they, exactly. But as I got closer, I was like, ah, they're turkeys. They, I don't think they'll do anything. Yeah. So I didn't think much of it. But when they popped out and they scared me, it scared the hell out of me. I went golfing on Friday, and there were a lot of ducks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, how was that, actually? It was fun. I had a great time. Happy Just, birthday to the twins. Shout out to my hey. my childhood best friends. The oh, nice. The Antoine Dewan Manuel. My, those are my guys, man. Oh, know, yeah. I've been knowing those guys since I was in elementary school. Wow. Yeah. That's they're dope. They're twins. That's pretty awesome. We, we went golfing on Friday. It was pretty fun. I had a good time. That, that, was, we, that was actually a form I, of I, and uh, I fully relief, right? I submerged myself in yeah. that situation. No sure. pictures, no, no nothing, pic huh? I took some. Yeah. I took I mean, one, that's how I, I took that's one I video too. of my swing because it got better. Oh, okay. And maybe a couple of other pictures because I in like the the thirteenth hole, I was like, oh, I should probably capture this. Mm -hmm. You should probably be like, oh, let me, let me. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean you're absolutely right. Like, so let's talk about stress a little bit. You know, let's talk about let's talk about the. I think all right. So let, I'm, I'm gonna start like this. Okay. In my opinion, stress is the number one killer. For to of, what? of human beings, mm. I, I especially especially civilized, like not third world country human beings, because they they don't. I'm not going to say that, but I was going to say they don't have as much stress. But uh, not knowing where you're going to eat or get clean water is that's, definitely a stress. Yeah, but for us, our stress is weird and different. Very right, and it's a lot of that stress is self inflicted. Mm. You know, 
and also socially inflicted. Right. right. Like we have this societal stress to be a certain way, perform a certain way. Social media has definitely ramped that up a bit where now you have to your, your life is on display in front of you know millions and millions of people half the time and you, you get, you're only putting out your best efforts almost like you're not allowed to be stressed out not mm-hmm. allowed to live a normal life which is full of stress and full of heartbreak and you know and and all of that stress isn't bad like some right. of that stress exactly some of that stress allows you to grow you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think there is a proper amount of stress but the difference between a proper amount of stress and an improper amount of stress is your personal management of your stress. Mm. And if you're not managing your stress, the stress will overtake you and it can cause some ridiculous health problems. Yeah. Ridiculous health problems. So I know you have a few notes that you want to you, you you know, talk about a few well, things I mean, as far as it comes to stress. So I'm going I'm to let you... You know, lead the way and then cool. I'm filling in the gaps like I always do. Oh, hell yeah. I like that. Well, um, first and foremost, you know, like what is stress? Um, you know, a stressor is something that disrupts the body's flow out of balance. So mm. um, essentially like our body has like one job and that's to maintain us alive. And it's basically like we're like a, what would you say? Like a, a well-oiled machine, right? Okay. And if there is a problem, um, let's just say like a, like a stress comes up. It, it stops what it's doing and it might send most of its resources to take care of that problem. So it disrupts your flow of, I don't want to say like keeping you alive, but you know, like uh, I mean, it'd be more of a, like how would you, stasis or something like right. that. So like your normal trajectory, it would be like in an analogy. Okay. Right? How would you, it's like your, the body's desire is to travel in a straight line. Okay. You know what I mean? And then it comes up on a big boulder. So then it has to put forth the resources to dig a path around it. And to get back on the straight line. And to get back on the straight line. Exactly. So basically, yeah, what Gerald said. So once it deals with that stress, then its job is to kind of bring it back to maintain balance or to get back on on that line. Because essentially exercise is a stress. Exactly. So, and and I was talking, my wife and I were talking about like she, when she had started uh, marathon training. Mm -hmm. She didn't lose a lot of weight. Okay. Right? And then she was like, but I was running so much. I felt like I was getting so much exercise in, but I didn't actually see pounds lost. And what happens in that situation is in the beginning, you're expending a boatload of energy to run across gravity. You know Mm. what I mean? As you keep doing it, your body is digging around that stressor. So it's increasing your lung capacity and your and and the oxygen concentration in your blood and the pump volume of, of your heart and the strength in your legs and your so it's actually making the runs easier uh. so you're not expending more energy on your runs you're actually becoming more and more efficient and we as health professionals we call that cardiovascular endurance or strength or whatever but really what it is is your body's response to stress mm, which you know would I mean? be good stress which is good stress yeah right and i think personally the only negative stress is the stress that you can't handle mm. you know what i mean right and that would be the only bad stress okay you know what i mean because everybody has like a exactly different- i mean like like we can say like the all right, for example, I'll give you I'll give you another story. Hell right? yeah. Coaching. Okay. Right? There's some kids that respond to you, to you being extremely tough on them. Right. And then there's some kids that will absolutely crumble. They'll just shut so down. So as a coach, you have to understand 
what stress you can put on who. So you mm-hmm. can't tee off on a kid that doesn't handle that stress well, mm. right? Because you'll end up crushing that, co- that that kid. So it's important that we understand that what is stress for one person isn't doesn't necessarily mean it's stress for another, right? Okay. Like my daughter and I were sitting here watching National Geographic and we were watching some free diving program and I can feel my heart rate like jump through my chest because this dude is basically free jumping down a black hole in the middle of the ocean. And I hate that. Whoa. I hate yeah. water. Oh, but you hate it, like open body water. Yeah, I hate right? open yeah. water. That's scary. Like and these guys are swimming with, with uh, whale sharks and stuff. I'm like, no, oh, thank you. These things are like... 40, 80 feet long? No, 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 no. You're only like a and crumb I'm, compared yeah, to And I'm stressing out. <laughs> You're not even I'm there. Not even, and I'm laying on my I'm laying in my office <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The comfort of your own home is still stressed out. Home, stress is that all is it can crazy. be. Right? And this dude is clearly not. Mm. He hasn't even come up for air. Dang. That must be some good editing, but you think so? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It just right? goes like, to show, right? Like, Yeah, like stress is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we, there isn't a, like obviously like I'm not talking about the stresses of, you know, danger or something like mm. that. Like that is, I think some of those it's things kinda are, like are, are kind of different, but I think stress is different for everyone. So I think right. we have to be understanding that all stress isn't the same. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a parent, you know, all stress isn't the same for your kids. You have one kid who responds very well to this and other kids that's not right like my my youngest son responds very well to stress because he doesn't listen to anything <laughs> he just does whatever he wants to so it doesn't matter if you yell it doesn't matter if you speak soft he's not going to listen to you anyway so that kid doesn't have a care in the world mm. right my eldest daughter she stresses about everything how she looks what she's supposed to do she 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 stresses out about making decisions on her own Mm. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, Dad, can I do this? And I'm like, well, just let me know what you want to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh. Tell me what to do type ah. stuff. You know what I mean? So I th- I just think that we have to gauge stress as it comes. Okay. Fair? Fair. I like that. That's a good point. So in regards to stress, I know there's a lot of versions of stress. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I, and I said that to uh, kind of segue into this idea that I'm, cause I'm like looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. at your notes. You I, have two different types of stress, right. which is good stress and bad stress, right? Right. What are the differences between good stress and bad stress? Um, well, what I, what I had found um, like good stress is, uh, is short lived. It's, it's infrequent. Um, it is over quickly. Um, I found it says like in a matter of hours or, or, or minutes, um, and it can be a part. Of, it can be a part of a positive life experience. Um, it also inspires us into action. And then, how you were saying before, like um, I had wrote down here that it helps uh, helps build us up. Um, and how you that that story you talking about your wife, like you know, why wasn't I losing all this weight? But in reality, you were putting like on this stress on your body that it enabled you to even be much better than what you were before. Mm-hmm. So th- those are like the the qualities of, of good stress. And I mean, one of the best examples. Uh, would be exercise but again to an certain extent to what into what you can handle like if you know if your body can't handle a full strength workout that's fine but any kind of workout that makes you better than what you were before is a good stress yeah i I would even say like challenging some of the 
psychological aspects as well right mm-hmm. i'll give you a, i mean a, even even if you get a call and like say from your boss like hey man you're getting a promotion that's a form of good stress i would imagine yeah because yeah, yeah. like you're gonna take on a a, a bigger role mm-hmm. but at the same time like there's a reward for it right yeah. you're gonna get paid a little more it's probably what you've been working for so a little stuff like that yeah professionally you know i think sometimes conquering fears is also a part it's, of stress too so yeah like i i used to tell people that i wasn't i'm not afraid of heights I'm just afraid to fall. Yeah, the fear of falling, right? Yeah. I'm basically afraid of heights, though. So yeah. I'm, doing a, <laughs> I'm doing a ropes course, right? Okay. At, I'm, I'm, I'm employed for the Professional Fitness Institute at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of the instructors there. So I'm supposed to be, like, the guy. So my boss is like, Dr. Charles Ware, shout out to my mentor, Dr. Charles Ware. Uh, he's like, get your ass up there. <laughs> You're like, where? And up I'm there? like, where? He's like, up there. I'm like, no, thanks. He goes, you better go. So I climb up there. I harness up. I climb up there. No. And I'm like, F this. I do not want to do this. Did you I, do it? I know. I've seen 40 people, mm. right, that day walk across, jump down. No problem. No problems. For some reason, I think I'm at 41. Like, 40 people can go by is the max. Uh-oh. This ended. 40 people can go by, mm-hmm. right? And that was the max. Because at 41, that person is going to die. And it just so happens that I'm the 41st person. So I'm going to die up there. That's what I'm thinking to myself. Oh, Lord. I'm going to die. <laughs> the rope's going to break, and I'm going to die. So oh, I'm standing man. up there. Oh, aren't you harnessed, though? Yeah, I'm harnessed. Don't judge me. Uh, I'm just so saying. So I'm holding the, the, the pole <laughs> on the outside, uh-huh. right? And I'm inching to my left across the, the beam. That I'm supposed to walk across, okay. right? Because you, you're, even though you're harnessed in, like you're gonna fall a little bit if you fall off that thing. You're gonna fall maybe seven, eight feet, and then it's gonna catch. And then you. it's gonna catch you, and it'll fucking lower, just lower you down. That's exactly right. Half of my heart rate already exactly, going. Right? <laughs> so I'm holding it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. Right. And I'm inching to the left, inching across the beam, inching, inching, and then I'm inching back to the pole because I'm, I'm trying to not give off that I'm scared. I'm trying to show people that I'm cautious and I'm safe. Mm. You know what I mean? Really, I'm like pissing myself. Inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I had enough freeness, I'd have shit myself. Right? But right. I'm tensed up, booty hole clenched up like this. I'm not Crack pooping any, I'm not pooping anything <laughs> at that particular time. Everything is coming back up. Right? So I'm just holding it. I'm holding it. I'm inching. I'm inching. I'm inching. I can hear my boss say, if you don't get across that beam, you're fired. Ooh. Obviously, he's joking, but that just creates more stress. Right. But also, it like creates this like call to action in me, mm. and I'm just like, "F it, I'm gonna go." And you did it. So I turn instead of inching to the left. I turn. I walk across the beam. I get to the end. They tell you to hold the 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 rope and then lean back uh-huh. and lower down. I do it. No problem. Lower down. Take off my harness. I go up to my boss, and he looks at me. The first thing he says is, "Now you can't say that you're afraid of heights." What do you mean? Because I did it. I still be scared, <laughs> but that, but that's that's the thing. Okay. What are you scared of? Being that I, high I, up. I literally just did it. Uh huh. But you did in it in the safest way. Okay. I accomplished the goal. Uh-huh. There's no real reason to be afraid. At that particular time, you're mm-hmm. just choosing to be afraid. Oh. 
So would you say that's adding batch? Like you're so that, and that's why I'm saying it, right? Ah. So it's important to get the lesson out of the stress. Okay, you know what I mean, right? Because we go through stress, but you should be able to learn something at the end of that, whether it's psychologically, physiologically, mm, right? Okay, I get so what if, I'm, if I go outside and I go and I I bench press four hundred pounds, my body is going to learn something which makes four hundred pounds next time easier. If I want to run an Ironman race, I may have to do those distances or what they call over distances so that when it comes down to race day, my body is not new to me, to me, mm. right? I can adapt to that because I've been through it, mm. right? It also gives you a palette of understanding too of what to expect. Because okay. really, you're not afraid of heights. You're you're afraid of the unexpected of what could possibly happen. I right? think that's it, right there. Like yeah. You just you literally on the gr- from the ground watch forty people go across with no problem, mm. and then for some reason you you think that you just that you're the one that's going to have the problem, mm. right? Or people are afraid of flying. Like people fly across the world at a higher success rate than we drive across the street. That's crazy. But yet we're more afraid. Of getting in an airplane than we are of getting into a car. Wow. And I think a part of that has to do with our familiarity with cars and our control of cars. Because we do mean? that more on a day-to-day basis. We don't we don't fly on a day-to-day basis. We it's don't because you learned it, right? Uh... So you've learned what to expect in the car. You've learned how to operate a car. So you're not afraid of doing that. Because but you, you don't know expect it. You don't even know uh... why two tons of steel is zooming across the sky, defying gravity, going two, three, four, five hundred miles an hour. Damn. Right? Yeah. And the dude in the cockpit is probably eating sunflower seeds and reading magazines because he doesn't sure. he's not flying anything. <laughs> he's literally in there <laughs> to make you that. not freak out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's here to take off and land and sit back and chill. Dang. Meanwhile, we're we're riding this thing freaked out. Exactly. (laughs) So that's the thing. It's like, and and I think that's the beauty of stress is that Mm. stress can be stress can be the catalyst to progress. Mm. Right. Like we learn more about ourselves in those times than we do in the great times. Right. Yeah. We learn. We learn about our marriages. We learn about our friendships. We learn about our bodies. When things go wrong, right? So when you're in a situation where your body shuts down, it's alarming because that means that you didn't provide enough. I won't say you didn't provide enough stress to strengthen your body to do those things because over time, you know, you're going to get weaker and weaker because father time Mm. is the, is the biggest stressor. (laughs) Father time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's just important that you listen to, that you don't shy away from stress. You know what I mean? Because I think in today's society, we put so much emphasis on avoiding stress, right? Mm. That we miss the point of how important stress is to our overall growth in everything. Right. Right. Like I'm not telling people that in order for you to figure out what your marriage is worth, you're supposed to let your spouse beat the hell out of you. You know what I mean? Or talk down on uh, talk down to you or treat you like you're not worth anything. That's not what I'm saying. That's not good stress. Right. So I think we need to identify what is good stress and what is bad stress. If you're a football player and it motivates and criticism motivates you, 
right? Mm-hmm. They don't shy away from the criticism if you know it motivates you, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But if you know that criticism shuts you down, that may be something that you need to have a discussion about. Same thing in marriages, right? Like, right. like if you know that there are certain aspects of a relationship that tears you down, then it is your job to protect yourself from those things. However, if you know that some of these stressors are actually there to help you become better, be a better person in that marriage, then that's something that you don't want to shy away from. Mm. You know what I mean, so for example, I have a hard time not feeling like getting to a place where I feel like I'm not being listened to or I'm not being hurt or mm. I'm not being taken or I'm not a part of what's going on. Right. Like, like you ask me, Hey, Gerald, do you want, what do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, uh, let's have spaghetti. And then you say, okay. And then I walk outside and you made Alfredo. I'll be like, why the hell did you ask me? And mm. for some reason, like that is really touchy for me. Oh, I you know what I mean? It may not be touchy for everybody, but for me, it is really touchy. Right. So for me, I have to protect myself from that because I have a tendency to shut down if that happens. Mm. That If I'm at work and it's the same thing and we're having a group meeting where we're all supposed to talk and I raise my hand, I say something, and then someone is like, no, and then keeps pushing. Oh, I, I might lose my shit. Mm. Pardon my French, even though French don't say the ass word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I think we have to. We have to identify what stress is for ourselves. And I think that every is, podcast- I think that sounds very crucial. Every podcast that we have, I think it all boils down to, yeah, here are the guidelines, but you need to figure out what's best for you as a person because right. everybody is freaking different. Exactly. So would you say, okay, maybe like kind of segue into like, what what would be some of helpful tips that you would think how to manage bad stress? Like what, what do you think would be uh, great- things to do to kind of help people, you know, get, I don't would you say get rid of the bad stress or manage? Manage. I would say manage. Manage, manage I don't stress. think you ever get rid of it, right? I don't think you want to get rid of yeah, stress. Yeah, because stress, how you said it helps but you But you grow. have to manage it, right? So how would you think like be the best way to manage stress? Uh, the, I think the first step is what I just said, which is- Identify? Identify what stress is to you. Okay. And that I think would be Identify how key. you respond to stress. Okay. Identify all of those things so that you know- how you're supposed to respond and what you're supposed to do to protect yourself. Mm. Right. Right. So I, I, a hundred percent. Secondly, I think this is going to sound super cliche. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you need to eat better. Mm. You need to get more sleep. <laughs> you need to drink more water and you need to exercise a little bit. I like how your voice got a little low. It, 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 on that, Cause you're a, like, got a little low. Uh, it's, it's like, I really don't want to say this, but, but. But there's a <laughs> there's a lot of benefit to eating better, drinking water, getting more sleep, and exercising just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like I'm not asking you to do a triathlon. Mm. Just get up in the morning, go for a walk, eat more vegetables, eat less BS, and drink water. Mm. A lot of water. A lot of water. And that's it. That would be the, that would be the, that would be like my foundation. Okay. Identify your stresses. Identify what stress produces a positive reaction and identify stresses that produces negative reactions that if, if happened for too long and it accumulates, it could shut you down completely. Mm. 
and then do let's let's call that the, the foundation part like preparing yourself for the battle okay right? so because you can't get away from stress understanding what stress is for you and also physiologically strengthening yourself to sustain stress or to mm. abstain stress or whatever you want to call it okay. to f- combat stress that would be my foundation and then create management processes and that i, I say it that way because, because i think that's different it's different mm, for everyone right? right so for some people it might be meditation right like i think i i trust I, i'm one of those people who believe that a meditation practice is definitely beneficial mm. i don't have one but i know it's beneficial i mean I, well, let's put it like this. I have had one off and on. I'm just not consistent with mine. Okay. And I can definitely tell a difference from for the months that I take five to 15 minutes and just mentally prepare myself for the day. I know you have one. Yeah. Then when I don't, and I just jump right to it. Right. So it could be that. For me, I might take 45 minutes at the back end of the night and totally check out from the world, whether that be via a video game where I get to act out the career that I wish that I had, except the good Lord only made me five foot 11 and not six foot 10. Dang it. Me too. But I can make myself six foot 10 on a video game and dunk on everybody's (laughs) ass. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I can also make myself the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and take us to a Super Bowl since we haven't been since the nineties. Um, so those things, right? Mm. <laughs> I take I take forty five minutes and I check out. What I've learned though is that the more I stress, the longer that time is, mm. right? And I check out too much. So yeah, I, I need to self correct that, right? Like okay. I need to correct those things. And what ends up happening is that. I get so overwhelmed that I check out so much. And then my kids are like, you're always in your office. Mm. You know, my wife is like, you never come out. And I'm like, you're stressing me out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you're adding to my stress right now. (laughs) You You don't know what what kind of stress that I'm under. You know, I'm I'm basically in the first year of my startup company and, you know, I have employees I got to pay and I got, I got stuff that has to come out podcasts and i have youtube channels and i have two websites i have to manage you just don't know you don't know what's going on yeah you see all you see is me sitting in my office pulling my hair out so i'm bald headed <laughs> <laughs> i'm pulling my hair out damn it give me a break for real but you know so mm. I, I i'm just saying it's like you gotta have some sort of like practice right whether that may be, and I think it's for everything. I think I think also you need to have something that you like. Yes, right. It, like enjoy. I think I, absolutely that has nothing to do with anything. Anything other but you. Then you like it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those things? I mean, I I I, I can tell you. I mean, I love to cook. I when I say I love to, like I love it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, and for me, if 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 I'm cooking, and because I, in in the kitchen, the, the only stressor is, is time. 
Okay. If, if you ask a, any chef, uh, it's like, what's one ingredient you wish you had more of? I guarantee you, ninety percent of them would say time. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna make a. We're gonna create a poll <laughs> that says you. all chefs answer this one question. Yeah. If you had one more one ingredient that you could have more of, what would it be? I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of them would probably we're say try that. I mean, I would hope so. Everybody say time. <laughs> so, so when you're like stressed out, do you just go cook? Well, when. When I feel a little stressed or whatever, yeah, like my, my tendency is to kind of go find food. Gotcha. Right? But the way that I combat that is actually is is cooking because I, okay. I enjoy that practice. I enjoy um, doing it so much because for me, it's just, when it's in a space where there's no time limit, you know, there's no one I'm cooking for other than myself, I'm able to really express me i'm really able to express my creativity i'm really able to think and literally like everything else shuts down except you know what i'm cooking and for me that you know what i mean like being able to disconnect from everything and that Mm -hmm. includes like the bad stress or whatever it was that really put me in this you know really awkward or or bad situation Mm -hmm. it goes away because now my sole focus is making sure like what can i do differently to this fish that i haven't done already that i'm going to enjoy or whatever and then next you know i make it i'm like oh wow that's actually a good idea that it comes to a point where it was like i don't want to say i forget but it calms me down it lets me think uh, a lot better, a lot clearly to where I'm able to assess now what was stressing me and able to combat that, say, maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to do something a little longer for this or or just it gives me a whole way of thinking. It just clears up my mind once I do something that I really enjoy, because sometimes I, I think that's an issue, too. Right. Like when people get stressed out. um I sometimes like to think of stress of like maybe not having a plan because when people have plans. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of what I said before about like cooking. You know, when you're in the kitchen, you feel like kitchen stress. Like if you plan everything out, you're not going to be stressed because, you know, ex- you expect, you know, so on and so forth. Kind of the same thing with 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 stress and, you know, daily living. Like if, if you, something comes up and it puts you out of stress because it, it's unexpected, you know, you have no plan for it. So when I take myself out of that and put myself somewhere else, I clear myself from that thought. I'm doing something different that once this is over. And then could be like, I'm kind of almost like I reset and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have this problem here. Ah, now I get it. Maybe I should attack it from this side and then I'll be able to come back that. Yeah, see, there it is. Boom. Clear thinking. Boom. Bad stress kind of taken out, turns into good stress. I learned something from it. You know, life goes on. I understand. That's how. That's that's pretty good. And I I will say that that is a personal thing. Right. That's how that's how I manage my my stress or whether, you know, maybe. So there's a little five-minute meditation. Plan, for me, plans mm-hmm. stress me out. Oh, really? Don't plan my vacation. Don't plan nothing. I'll figure it out when I get there. Because mm. if I feel like I have to keep a schedule, then- I mean, there's a little- I mean, yeah. there's, there's a little- And I'm, I, I think I've learned over time with myself that I'm pretty obsessive. Mm. Like, I go all in. Oh, so you like if someone gives you a plan, you're like, I'm going to follow this to the yeah. And And that's- it creates stress like but i don't even mean like a plan i'm i'm telling you that i am obsessive mm. so i go all in to the max if i buy 16 beers i drink 16 beers which is why i stopped drinking okay you know what i mean I see what you're like i don't have a moderation button it's like balls to the wall or not at all so so for example it's funny because your example of your own personal stress relief mm-hmm. is also your profession i can't do that i hate I personally hate, I love training people. Mm-hmm. I hate training myself. Hmm. I can't, I don't meet my own expectations. So I stress out about them. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, 
and I and I always put myself in a position to do some shit that is almost impossible to do. Okay, that's you. Like I'm like I'm right now training for an Ironman. Right. All because I told myself that I can't do it. So now I'm trying to prove myself wrong. That you can. Yeah. Mm. I'm basically like, shut your bitch ass up, Drew. Mm. I think I will do it. It's a, it's no different than like I joined the Marine Corps at 18, mm. and I joined the Marine Corps because people said that I couldn't do it and it was the hardest. So I did it. <laughs> I mean, I did triathlons for the same reason. Oh, you're too you're too stocky to do triathlons, and I do it just because of that. But that creates stress. So like my de stressors have absolutely nothing to do with exercise. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is kind of cra- it's kind of crazy. Too, it is right? like because I actually don't like exercise. Like if we're being a hundred percent honest, <laughs> like I don't like to do that shit at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it it needs to get done, so I'll do it. And in order for me to combat the fact that I don't want to do it, I have to commit to performing something. Hmm. So I sign up for races. I do marathons. I do triathlons. I do um, you know adventure races like tough mutters and things like that because that keeps me chugging towards not making a fool of myself when I get to the event. Mm. I don't want to be last. I'm not trying to be first, but I, I don't want to be last. I don't want to be trotting down. And I've done it my very first race. Oh, yeah. I'm trotting to the finish line where they're packing things up. Oh really? Yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't want this. You don't want that again. Nah. Mm. And then by the time I, in October, my best race, I finished third in my division. Damn. Which is pretty cool for That's me because I did not think I finished third. Maybe did, there was only three people there. Didn't you say that? Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, just, maybe there was only three people. That's why I finished third. <laughs> you never know. But I didn't even. I didn't think I did anything. I just packed my stuff and I left. Mm. I checked the standings the next day and I was like, "Oh, I came in third place." Called the company. They sent me a third place medal. That's pretty. And now cool. I'm like, "All right, this time I'm gonna wait so that I can see because mm. so, I want them to put the medal on my neck. I want to stand on the podium and give me a picture. You know, that's I mean? your little. That's my little thing. Like, but mm. I obsess about it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's I get, the difference, though, because like when I when I cook, like you know, when I'm how you said, like it's my profession. Mm-hmm. I I kind of learn how to separate the two. So yeah, like when I'm when I'm cooking as a profession, I'm cooking for as a profession yeah but when i'm u- using that method to relax me i set no expectations whatever whatever happens like whatever i put on the plate like it, it's there you know i eat it and i, and I kind of discuss it with myself like no criticism no nothing it's mm-hmm. just that this space is just for me and me only you know no one else yeah so that's I, where I, i'm able to kind of separate that i get that you know what i mean and i could understand that too because it's, it's a lot different there's when i, I have an expectation right Every time I step out there, I have an expectation of what I'm supposed to do. And like I said before, I I stress out. Not, I, I stress out about what I'm supposed to do when I get out there to train. Mm. You know what I mean? And I and obviously it's because you know so much of it too, though. Huh? Yeah. Like, and obviously, right? Like I have heart rate monitors and watches and gadgets and computers mm-hmm. and all this stuff that I'm like trying to perform at to where even like my long bike rides that I'm supposed that I do on Saturdays with my buddy. Uh, Chris Hooper, um, like even they're managed, right? Like, don't go over this heart rate. Stay here. Don't do that. Make sure you get 30 miles and not just like get on a bike and just ride. Mm-hmm. Just ride because you and your homeboy is just, just, riding. just chilling. You know what I mean? And I tend to not do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't talk on, on my rides. I'm focused on what I'm trying, my output. I'm focused on doing all those things. You know what I mean? And it just, it's just a constant 
thing of stress mm. to the point where like after four weeks or so of or three weeks or so, I'll I'll just like not train two days. Like I'll just skip two workouts or I'll keep pushing them back. I know I'm skipping them, but I'm pushing them back, <laughs> telling myself all day that I'll get to it to later and I have no plans to get to it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I feel bad and then I double up on it when I come back. So it's just this weird, I have this weird relationship with it that I, I'm, I'm still trying to manage. But I my hobbies are actually, have nothing to do with my profession. Oh yeah, what do you do? I do a handful of things. Uh, my Me and my two sons, we get into we're into collectibles mm. sports collectibles, oh okay yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. so we collect sports cars and sports memorabilia you know mm. we're, we're looking into branching out on our own like i'm introducing my sons into into something i used to do when i was like 10 years old i, I think that's you know kind of I mean? cool so yeah. i still have all of my my cards that i had when i was 10 years old I went through them and found out they were worth some money my cousin that turned me back on to it i talked to my youngest son and he was all for it I talked to my oldest son yesterday. He's all for it. So that was like, that's one thing that I can do. Um, I guess I don't have a lot of hobbies, huh? Sheesh. I like to barbecue. Mm. You know? That, that, I mean, because you're very familiar with that. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that's a form yeah. of uh, to distress, you know, to kind of like barbecue. And I like to, yeah. I would say I like to play video games, but I don't. No. No. Like I'll play them, I'll tinker around with them, you know? For like, a like bit. one of my favorite things to do is to like sit here. Uh huh. Put on Madden, take the worst team on the game, and rebuild them, and never play a game. I'll just rebuild it for forty five minutes, <laughs> and, and then, then that's it. I'm, I'm like, damn, that'd be a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow and see what else we could do. See if we could make some trades or pull some people from a free agency or something. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Too, and that's it. it. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's all I like to do. Nice. Other I than like that, that, I guess my hobby would be working, but. Yeah. That if we're if we're talking about stress relief, like I don't I don't think I have a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things. That, I mean, I, I guess I would say I like to travel, but I guess I guess it could be fair to say, like for for each individual, um, you know, who who has like really bad stress or whatever, is to kind of really try their best to disconnect, find something yes. that disconnects you Absolutely. from you know from what 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 it is that's stressing you out, and I mean even. And, you know, we were just, when we just talk about this, we kind of, we're planning the trip, you know, a little weekend where we're going to get an Airbnb. We're actually even, yeah. how, how far is like an hour, it's an hour like and a half. half even, yeah, you, even doing something like that where like you travel an hour and a half or two hours at the most away from where you originally live to a new place then uh, that you're not really familiar with, like completely helps out. Like, because you're so like, you know, you're like, oh, like, I wonder what they have over here. Oh, what, what's this that they have over here? Like, it, it, it just, brings these uh different things I, I to your mind agree. you know what i mean and i have no plans of bringing my laptop with me yeah i might bring it but there will be no working yeah so well, well i think that would be my my best we advice a, we, yeah we will need to have a, some sort of discussion i mean i think it'd be cool i mean it wouldn't be kind of work it would yeah. be work but really fun. What, I, what i what i wanted to do was get the staff together mm-hmm me, you. I know. Obviously, we can't pull Catherine because she's in New Jersey, oh, or Crystal real. because she's, she's in Ohio. Dang it! Uh, but we can pull myself, you, our families, mm -hmm. Megan and Joe, and their families, and just kind of hang out. You just know, chill. hang That's out, weird. chill, see what's up. Just kind of, you know, maybe we have one little brief meeting to make sure that we're on path for Monday, and then after like, that, just hang out. 
because I believe that relationships are important. Mm. And I'm I'm not trying to stray too far away from our topic here, but, but would you say that still help out with stress? Like, really, yeah, good relationships, right? Absolutely, like a, good relationships okay. do help with so stress. It's still, still part. I of mean, it. I would say that in marriage, right? Right. A good marriage, like if you guys are terrible friends to each other, like your marriage probably sucks. Mm. You know what I mean? Create stress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stress is a part of any relationship, right? right? It doesn't, I mean, there's stress between you and I mm. to an extent, maybe not a lot. Right. But I think for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I take a lot of pride in building that relationship first. Mm. Like the relationship is more important to me than our business relationship or our work relationship, right? Like, mm. like the thing is, and I think I, Megan and I have talked about this as well, is like, like, I, I kind of want to construct this thing like family first, you know what I mean? Which is why I'm always like, no working on the weekends. You need to attend to your fucking family, mm. F and family. I keep I, this must be a very bad podcast for real because we're like cause dropping, dropping f bombs <laughs> all over the place, and we and I try, and it's funny too. It's Ben's fault. Why? So Ben, because Ben listens to our podcast fairly religiously. I'm talking to you, Ben. He's, I thought he liked to be called by Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. <laughs> all right, Benjamin. <laughs> This is your fault, because I seen Benjamin on Saturday uh-huh. for his wife's birthday, uh-huh. and he's like, "You need to drop more f bombs." No, he was like, "I noticed that you aren't dropping, you're not cussing as much." Because we had this whole conversation. Because I keep cussing in front of his kids and shit all the time. Oh, on that's accident. right. <laughs> be it's so funny, man. Dropping f bombs left and right next to him, and then apologizing right afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, every time I listen to your podcast, it sounds like you're about to drop it, and then you catch yourself. And see, you brought that up. And now I can't catch myself because the f bombs <laughs> just keep dropping. So thanks, Benjamin. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, but back to the stress part. I think I think the key to all of it. You know, we don't want to stray. Like obviously, we're having fun and you know we're having good conversation. But mm-hmm. we do want to make sure that everyone is getting some sort of message from this. And I think the thing is, is that you need to find out what stresses you are, what stresses you out. And what your responses are. Mm-hmm. If the stress, if the stress response is negative, then we need to actively work towards minimizing or managing mm-hmm. or getting rid of that stress. Mm-hmm. If that stress prompts you to be better, i.e., walking across a plank at fifty feet above the ground to save your job, or I, facing head-on turkeys, or 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 <laughs> or being a scaredy cat. <laughs> In the middle of of California wine country, I was caught off guard. I was caught right. off guard. Uh, <laughs> don't don't get me started because you have a video on your phone of you doing the exact same thing with a pug. Exactly. See, so maybe you're just a Freddy cat. We're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and then I'll, I'll tell this story too. So we're gonna wrap this up and he's gonna try to fight me. No, oh, I'm gonna he's I'm like, gonna tell this story as to why cat? why I jumped yeah. too with the pug, but. So, so to get to the story. All right. So I think you need to to make that decision, distinguishment. Mm-hmm. I need. I think you need to then stress proof your body, which is get a little exercise, eat better, drink water, get more sleep. Mm. Then I think you need to manage stress, i.e. hobbies, meditation, um, counseling, therapy. Mm. Um, all of those things are valid maintenance programs. You know what I mean? Whatever works for you. You know, I've done it all. You know, I suffer from PTSD, from the military, anxiety, hypervigilance, all of that stuff. Therapy has worked 
amazing for mm. me. Um, it allows you, what it does is it takes some of those subconscious thoughts that you don't know you have, bring them to the forefront so that you can then address them. Because a lot of us operate on our subconscious, which, and we call oh. them, and we call them habits. Oh, right. Like okay. we tell, we tell ourselves the biggest lie in the world, which is, this is just the way that I am. It's not just the way that you are. This is the way that you created yourself to protect Oosh. yourself from whatever is going on and to protect your own insecurities and your own defaults. Whoa. We protect those things because you don't know how to deal with them. And because you don't know how to deal with them, you keep people away from them. And that can come out in anger, fighting, uh, dejection. All of these things, right? Wow, so that's really good. How we manage and how, how therapy allows us to take some of those subconscious things, bring them to the forefront so that you can actually deal with them. Because you don't know, because you don't know mm. that you treat people like crap because something happened to you when you were nine years old. You know what I mean? That mm. now makes you feel that you need to stay away from people or mm. something like that. You know what I mean? You don't know that because you spend so much time being like this that it seems like a personality trait, but it isn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is no personality trait for being an asshole. You're just choosing to be one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So stop being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I 100% recommend therapy. If you have access to some form of therapy, I think you should do it. My wife and I have had these conversations, and my wife believes that therapy is important for herself to for her to deal with some of the things that she needs to deal with i've been a little anti as mm -hmm. it pertains to that for other reasons and i'm i think i'm starting to understand that like look it's not my place to determine if someone else needs therapy or not mm -hmm. it's that person's place to determine if they need therapy and if they need therapy um they should get it mm -hmm. so this is my public announcement because i know my wife's gonna listen to this this is my public announcement to my wife to go get therapy if you need it mm -hmm. I think it's, and there's nothing taboo about it. You shouldn't, no one should feel bad about exactly, it. Exactly, no yeah. One, and you should make other people feel bad about it, which I have done to my wife in the past that I'm terribly sorry for. So I think it's important that if you have access, because there's a huge stigma around therapy, right? Like, and I was just like going to say that. Like, like we feel that therapy means that you're crazy. Exactly. And you're not crazy. And, and it's not. I've, I've heard almost the same story. Like yeah. a lot of people like always steer away from it, but the minute they try it, they're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back yeah. now, like from now I, on. I, and, I, and, I, and I think it's important. Yeah. So, you know, if you have access to therapy, 100% do it. Hmm. Um, and then, like, I think that's basically it. Yeah. I, honestly. Yeah. I mean, learn I about yourself, protect yourself, manage yourself, and get, professional help that's all manage your stress because stress is the number one killer yeah. of human beings it is the number one killer people's hearts explode from being stressed out it's funny you, i mean it's not funny but um <laughs> i uh someone died because of stress <laughs> so funny <laughs> so funny <laughs> i was my bad i was um a couple of years ago i remember i was like reading a bunch of articles like about cooking and like about what it takes to be a chef and stuff like that. And, and I stumbled across one actually where um, I believe it was a chef in New York um, had passed away mm. due to stress. Yeah. And he was only 27 years old. Wow. Um, now, I, I mean, to me, I'm just like, I was wondering, I was like, well, like how, like how, like what is, how can stress like really, 
you know, do anything to you. But when 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 you actually start like going, going through it and you start feeling it, like, yeah, it's it's really yeah. it's really bad. If it's it's awful, it's pain. Yeah, it it's is. Pain, so it, it could be, and it could be way worse than you think. Yeah, and that's that junk to me is scary. It, it is because really it's like right. It's like something so simple. Like again, like I would have never would have thought that stress is something that can kill you. But in reality, like it really can kill you. It's not going to be like overnight. But if it's something like you know you keep to yourself or whatever, like uh, cumulative, like it's gonna it's gonna get you. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. I think it might have been the accumulation yeah, of, course. of stress with, especially in that in that environment, scenario, that environment. Yeah, like there is no way to get away from it. You can be on an off day, and if they get hit hard with service and they call you in. If you are a chef worth a damn, you're going to get your tail mm-hmm. up. You're going to stop doing whatever it is that you're doing with your family. And you're going to take your butt to the restaurant and work. Exactly. I mean, you I know think, what I mean? I think that's, it's a terrible thing to have to do. Right. I understand it. I mean, there's people ter- so yeah. passionate about it. Like yeah. they have like this the, passion. The, there is no and stress. It, and it's kind of like how you, you say too, right? Like you, you have like you, you're a workaholic, right? You say mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's some people too that are workaholics with, a mix of uh, a combination of, of a strong passion for something. Mm-hmm. I think that's, nah, it could be very chaotic. Because to be to honest, working does not stress me out. No? No. Really? Not at all. Well, I mean. If- it's everyone else's response to my work and that stresses me out. Oh. So the fact that my kids are like, you're never out here and I'm trying to balance that and my wife is that saying stresses the same you thing. Out. That's the stress. Oh, the working crazy. is not the stress mm. at all. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's some stresses embedded into it, right? right. Like there's, like, but I, I, I love that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I would go get a job if I didn't love it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. I love running my own company. I love being able to put together a product that that helps people's lives. I love that stuff. Mm. My stress comes from the know, response. Everyone else having to mm. deal with me do that. Damn. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think that's the the key to the whole thing is yeah. the stresses. What's important? What's not important? Figure that out for yourself, Please, people. And on our way out, we're gonna allow Chef Roberto about two <sighs> minutes or so to clear up how he's not a scaredy cat for jumping from uh. turkeys and also <laughs> also a tiny little pug. And I've seen the video, folks. I've seen I seen the I video, pretty hard. and he jumped and cursed in Spanish. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I sure did. You're right, was, and I almost was... dropped the phone. Yeah, that's so. how bad it, it, it looked. Like handheld footage from the Blair Witch product project. I haven't seen that. Before. I know you're too young for that, but okay. for everybody else out there <laughs> who know the Blair Witch project, that's exactly what it looked like. Oh my god! Jumped from a pug. A pug. So, Chef Roberto, before we get out of here, please tell us your story and clear it up, and I'll be the judge of it okay. on if you're still a scaredy cat. All right. Well, to begin with, that day started at uh, what was the vineyard called? I think it was Blue Victoria Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had gone there for a wine tasting, and um, yeah. We're drinking wine at the beginning. We had four four different kinds of wines, and then after we tasted those different four uh, those different wines, we went ahead and purchased two more bottles from inside, mm. and we were going to walk from one vineyard through the back way to another vineyard to do another wine tasting. It was probably maybe like a mile and a half walk, I want to say, from this vineyard to the next vineyard, possibly two because we were walking for a while. But anyway, from I wanted this started at noon, from noon to the other vineyard. To back by that time it was probably four. I was pretty fucked up. I was pretty. Uh, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I was a little t- tipsy, 
with wine. I mean, I had never like everybody in the club getting yeah, tipsy. I was I was silly and I was having a great time. I was walking the pug. It was it was all awesome. And when we get back, um, uh, Jason, one of the owners of the Minkers Grill, he's like, I want to show you guys another uh, vineyard from the owner um, of, of the property. And he took us, uh, I don't know how, but it was like this kind of backside. And we went up like this hill. Right, we were going up high. Like we started going up high, and next you know, this freaking road <laughs> got so skinny, and I was still like la la la. And I looked over, and I was like, "Oh my god, we are high up." Uh, it was it was a gorgeous <laughs> view, but I was freaking out. I thought this car <laughs> was gonna tip over. I was like, "Dude, you better drive in a straight line." And my friend uh, uh, Jessica, she was driving. I was like, "Jessica, like stay on the road." Like I'm over here trying to tell her like how does she's like, "Don't don't tell me how to freaking yeah, drive." All right, I'm driving. Yeah. Anyway, so. Being scared of the heights already as it was, kind of like, all right, I don't want to look down. I'm a little scared. I start recording because once we get to the top, to the back of us, there's this little vineyard. And then you turn around. And as you can see, it's like a, this, it looks like a little valley, but this beautiful view, just green and different colors of flowers. Oh, it was it was gorgeous. But of course, you look down and you're just like, oh, my God, we're high up. So I get out the car. My senses are a little heightened already. <laughs> I'm still a little woozy, a little drunk, and I'm walking around the car, and they let the dog out. I didn't see the dog got out, so he was being covered by the other car. So when I started walking, the dog came out in front of me, and I thought it was like a bear or something. A so bear. I jumped. I don't know, dude. You I saw thought, him in the, saw him in the little tiny pug was a bear. I saw him in the corner of my eye. I, I was like, ah, I jumped. I was already scared, and yeah, that was... He said, "I me, how could Yeah, oh I, I was like, ah, su puta madre. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, um, again, well, I, I think, I I think the judgment time. is that you're a scaredy cat. Yeah. I you guess. went from, because you clearly acknowledge that you're afraid of heights. Yeah. To, okay, look, to you, misidentifying a pug as a bear. Well, I'm tough. Well, you heard it here my, first, my, folks. My senses were already heightened. Please. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Chef Roberto is afraid of everything. <laughs> a little bit. He's afraid of heights and clearly bears. I, I think I could be a bit of a scaredy cat. In that and lie. turkeys. And turkeys. Let's not forget turkeys. Especially when they jump out of you. So there you go. So, so folks, <laughs> make sure you manage your stress. Stay away from turkeys and pugs and bears. Yeah. Um, and uh, stay on straight roads when they go high up. <laughs> so we hope you learned something from this podcast. Stress is a big deal. Yes, it is. Stress impacts literally every one of us. So it is very important that you start finding out about yourself and your responses with stress and also the best ways for you to manage those stresses. Mm -hmm. So please do that. We'll put some some information in the description that you'll be able to find at plusonecommunity.com. Click on the podcast section and find this episode. I believe this episode will be episode 12. No, 11? 12, I believe. 12, yes. 11. This episode would be episode 12. So make sure that you you know look at the description for that so that you can find some things. And you know what? I'll also put some some links to some products that you can purchase to help with stress, like you know, squeezing balls and you know, oh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Balls. Oh, yeah. They, they're so actually creating can, like these little things you so can, that you can with. twirl balls in your hands. <laughs> That's what you said. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, so folks, we appreciate it as thank always. You guys. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode from the People Like Us podcast. See you next week, folks. Peace out. Take care.
Thank you for listening to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com. We hope you learned something valuable to allow you to get a little bit healthier, have a little more fun for a little while longer. And if you did, be sure to share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think if you are inclined to do so. Thank you again. Take care and remember, if you are a person like us, we see you. Ciao.